And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. I had a pretty decent weekend, I suppose. Uh, But we are back. Lots of stuff to get to today. Um, We have a great guest. Just in a a few minutes, I will be chatting with Pardis Sela. Um, Pardis has been on the show before, and I always enjoy talking to her and getting her insight. Um, So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, before we get to our guest, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Premier Vapor. Um, if you smoke and want to quit, or if you're an experienced vape enthusiast, uh, Premier Vapor is the best, the best vape shop in the country. They have the largest selection of premium e-liquids, all FDA compliant. Have any kind of battery mod, tank coil, anything you need. Check them out at PremierVaporAndLounge.com. Uh, free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. And if you are in Northwest Ohio or traveling through the area, they have two locations in Perrysburg and Holland, Ohio. Check them out if you're traveling through the area or if you live in this area. PremierVaporAndLounge.com, 35, or no, yes. Any orders over 35 bucks, <laughs> you get free shipping. Sorry, it's Monday. I'm a little off my game. Uh, and please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud if you haven't already. If you are on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a good review. And also, if you like the show, um, obviously the content, two shows a week, will always be free. But if you like the show, you want to get involved, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can contribute monthly over there, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. Um, yeah, without further ado, here is my talk with Partisela. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with Pardis Sela. Pardis, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I think it's Good been since, back. like, last summer or something since uh, since you were on the show. It's been too long. Yeah, it's it doesn't it actually doesn't feel like so long ago because, but lo- looking back, it has been long. I feel like also we've been communicating on Twitter a little bit, so it, it's nice to keep that connection going. I know, like the the Twitter conservative community, it seems like we're all like good friends, you know, like I've met hardly any of the people I always talk to on Twitter. I actually met a bunch of Twitter people recently, like we had, I don't know if you noticed a bunch of people posting like the same pictures of the same bar this past weekend, but um, in DC, like there happen to be a lot of us who are friends on Twitter, but we actually don't know each other in real life. So we started we started meeting up. This past weekend was the second time. Um, it was me and um, Jerry Dunleavy, if you've noticed him on Twitter, oh, yeah, Cassandra yeah. Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah C- Cassandra Fairbanks, Cassie Dillon. Um, who else? Alex Sears. Cassie's he's also with Lo- Lone Conservative. There, yeah, Shoshana Weissman. So all these, um, you know, conservative t- Twitter people who are in D.C., but we just never hung out. We always hang out on Twitter, but we, we never hung out in person. So it was just such an interesting, like, dynamic to see I mean, in if, person. I mean, if you guys get to know each other and put your powers together in real life, I think the leftists are just done for. 
that's the tipping point right there. <laughs> yeah, we we will be invincible. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, there's a lot to get to today. Um, obviously, we record on Mondays and Wednesdays, so Mondays we kind of have to recap like the last you know five days or so. Um, so let's just get the really really depressing stuff over with right away. Um, really sad stuff. Uh, news breaking the last several days. Anthony Bourdain, um, host of Parts Unknown on CNN, CNN killed himself uh, when he was on location for a show in Paris, I believe on Thursday. Um, and there's been a ton of celebrity suicides lately. Robin Williams, Chris Cornell, a, a bunch of others. And uh, the suicide rate in America and, and across the Western world, in fact, um, is on the rise. Uh, let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Like, what do you attribute that to? Uh, for me, it's like a bunch of things. I think, um, you know, Ben Shapiro on the Daily Wire published a piece attributing the suicide rates to um, a lack of religion, a lack of like meaning and faith. I mean, not necessarily not necessarily religion, but just of like meaning. Right. And um, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not as as religious as I used to be, but I can totally see where he's going with that. I think a lot of it is um, just this, everything is, is moving so fast and there's just like so much communication. Um, and it's, you're no longer, pe- people's different worlds are starting to mesh together because of the internet. And so you're no longer in your world where like everybody's the same and you're, everybody's homogenous and doing the same things and you've got your routine and structure. It's kind of like everything is disrupted because suddenly you're introduced to like, all these different people and things and and now you have to subscribe to the virtual group world of groupthink and so um i mean i don't know i don't know if that's the answer i mean i can say you know i can tell you like maybe why i might feel depressed sometimes or why my friends might feel that way but um but that could be one thing like that could be one reason why I think so many, especially young people, are just like have like lost their way. There seems to be like a lack of stability. Yeah, definitely, and I definitely agree with that. And I definitely agree with Ben's point that the decline of religion is certainly a major part of it, and and kind of the decline of like the family, right? I mean, the the left has been preaching for decades that. You know, it's not important to get married or have kids or anything like that. And it's always been fascinating to me, too, on the on the topic of suicide, that um, black Americans really don't kill themselves. Like, it's really not that big of a problem at all in the black yeah. community. And uh, statistically speaking, um, black Americans are extremely religious. Um, the, the vast majority yeah. of, of blacks in America believe in God and black Americans have yeah. more kids. Um, and yeah. obviously kids and, and religion gives people purpose. And in that community, there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of religion. So I think there, you that definitely can't ignore that. A hundred percent. And also like, you know, you see like in these places in the Middle East that are very religious. Um, the only t- cases in, w- in which you'll see people killing themselves are for martyrdom. Like in order to like, you know, for God, for Allah or whatever, they're not doing it because they're like so depressed that they want to die. Right. Uh, To make like a random connection with that. Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. Not Um, to praise, not to praise, um, not to praise (laughs) like righteous suicide for Allah, but (laughs) killing people. I I hope somebody takes that clip way out of context, context and blows it up. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Pardis endorses suicide killings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Um, another thing, this was tough too. I believe this was uh, Friday night or Friday afternoon that this news broke that uh, Charles Crowdhammer, the the best-selling author and commentator over at Fox News, um, announced that he only has a few weeks to live. He's been battling cancer and. Um, had a, a tumor removed last summer, and it's back, and uh, doctors give him, you know, less than a month to live. Uh, I remember growing up, um, like, even as a teenager, you know, like, watching the news, like, with my parents or whatever, anytime Crowdhammer would come on screen, we would all just shut up. Like, we would stop, we'd all be joking around, whatever, having dinner, and then, but when that guy was talking, we were silent. Like, we, we were all ears, yeah. and he just kind of had that presence, and, uh, um, you know, obviously, like, I, I'm 29. I don't know how old you are, Pardis, but... um, Almost you know, 25. I, okay, so, so, you know, we weren't around for William F. Buckley, right? Um, guys like Charles yeah. Krauthammer were kind of, like, preeminent, like, thought leaders in the conservative movement for a long time. Um, yeah, th- this this is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he also, you know, he was someone that everyone took seriously, not just, you know, not just people in his immediate group, you know, people in on... And all sorts, all spectrums of the right, people on the left, even like he kind of had like a very diverse audience. Um, so it's really sad that you know we have to lose voice like that. Right, and kind of a thought that came to my mind, and I think I posted this on Twitter too. Um, like in my opinion, probably the the most the the most brilliant thinkers of our era would be Thomas Sowell and Charles Krauthammer. You know, and, uh, you know, obviously Crowdhammer's dying and Thomas Sowell's 88. Um, so I, I started thinking, like, who's going to take that mantle from those two guys when they're gone? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, younger philosophers or commentators who, who are really brilliant that can kind of take the role of a Thomas Sowell or a Charles Crowdhammer. I, who comes to mind? Who do you think will kind of take over that mantle? Jordan Peterson. That's a good one. Um, although he's, you know, I would say he's different ideologically, you know, not so different, but just like the way he is, his style, um, he's a little bit more like new world order or whatever, whatever you call it. Like less Um, political, less political, more like philosophical. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, Ben Shapiro is definitely going to go down as one of like the world's greatest thinkers, even though he is, um, very, you know, he is very like loved on the right and hated on on the left so that he might not be the same as like you know he, right now he's a little bit more of like a celebrity figure but I think eventually like in the future he might become more of just like a, a thinker right um I don't know <laughs> yeah I like the idea because he's young he's too. still very young he's still very yeah Kind of like a Supreme Court justice you want to get him in there young so they can be around for a long long time so <laughs> I like yeah. that idea yeah, it was just yeah. a tough question. I know that's a random question. Sorry to throw a curveball there, but that, that's kind of what I thought. I'm like, man, the, some of the greatest thought leaders of our time are are dying or extremely old. So Niall you know, Ferguson. Always, Niall yeah. Ferguson is definitely like one of my favorites. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know his oh, it's wife, Ian Ian Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. You know, on different issues, she's like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of those people are more. They have like specialties, though, where like a yeah. Thomas Sowell is kind of brilliant on everything. On everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah, about I hear everything. You. Yeah. yeah, like well, I hey. hear mostly about like feminism and freedom in the e, you know, in the East and stuff like that. 
Right. Um, she doesn't talk a lot about, I don't know, like tax policy. I don't know. I can't say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She doesn't talk about like economic issues here and whatever. Right. Yeah. Everybody listening to the show, tweet at us at, at no gimmicks pod. Let, let us know who you think, who do you think is going to kind of be like the next thought leaders on the right or in general, not even particularly on the right. Um, so let's move into a little bit of, uh, of politics um, of the week. Uh, over the weekend was the G7 summit in Canada. Um, President Trump only showed up for one day, and then he got on a plane to Singapore. One thing that was very funny, they had, it was during like a lecture on like gender equality or something, like Trump made a scene by showing up super late <laughs> and interrupting the meeting, which I just thought that was, that was hilarious. Um, but it seemed to go well, and they all agreed to sign this communique. And then uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, um, decided to do a press conference and kind of attack Trump. And then Trump just, he can't help himself. So he went back to his ridiculous trade war stuff, talking about tariffs again. And look, Trump supporters, the hardcore Trumpsters say, he, oh, he's just talking about tariffs to, to threaten these allies and, and try to get better trade deals and this, that, and the other. But I don't know. It's looking like we're, we're heading towards a trade war <laughs> with Canada and England and Germany and all this. What what do you make of this? I, I, I can't stand, to me... Obviously, I'm a free trader. There's nothing dumber yeah. than, than tariffs. Tariffs are just a tax on your own people. Uh, where do you think this yeah. is heading? Um, I mean, I think it's definitely heading to, first of all, it's something that re- Republicans, especially, you know, the old Republicans, the pe- you know, the free traders, the, the, like, you know, the free traders, libertarians, I think a lot of us, have been against this always. Um, and I think this is really moving to what have been traditionally isolationist or protectionist policies. Um, you know, obviously, obviously Democrats are angry too, because it's Trump. Um, but I think this speaks to also a lot of Trump's, you know, Trump is not, you know, he's not like a pure, he's not a Republican in the traditional sense. So right. he, he has, this is part of his mentality, you know? Um, yeah, it's part of his, it's part of his mentality as like, a you know, protecting, protecting like the nationalist jobs or the, you know, the, intra- yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and- I'm not saying it right, but no, it's all good. <laughs> but it's funny to me also, I mean, like my home state, Ohio, um, they we export more goods to Canada than any other foreign country. Like if we put tariffs on on Canada, like that hurts states like Ohio and Michigan and Pennsylvania. But all this tariff talk plays really well to Trump's base in Ohio and Michigan and Pennsylvania, which is it makes no sense at all. Um, I mean, a lot of just, you know, your average folks don't really understand tariffs, you know, to a certain extent. But yeah. like this actually plays really well to Trump's base. Like they like the idea of like picking winners and losers and and trying to yeah. punish foreign goods and stuff. So um, I don't think it really hurts Trump with his base. You know, it's not going to hurt his oh, approval yeah. rating. But I am kind of afraid it's going to, you know, negatively affect the economy. And uh, you know, just going back and forth with Justin Trudeau too. I mean, that guy is a goofball. He's a clown. Um, oh, did you yeah. see his the eyebrow thing? Was that real? I don't know if that was like a. I thought that was a. I mean, I don't know. I thought that was just a picture, like the way that that, like that certain photo, like the way that it was taken, angle it was taken in. 
Um, I didn't know that that was like a real, that it's like his, the way his eyebrow is shaped. I don't know. I'm, uh, like, I should probably I don't explain. Know that... I should, we should probably explain that if people haven't seen it. There was a photo of a, when uh, Justin Trudeau was giving this speech, you know, condemning Trump. It really looked like his eyebrow was falling off. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm just choosing to believe that he has fake eyebrows, but uh, I don't know. You're probably right. It's probably just the angle. Justin Trudeau is like, he is like a cartoon character. Like he's like a cartoon character for like a fantasy world that none of us live in. Um, I feel like he's just really pleasant. A lot of people like him. He's got like a cool, pers- cool, cool seeming personality and all that stuff. But like everything, it's if if there was a movement of like what the new cool thing is that has nothing to do with the real with real life, like Justin Trudeau would be the leader. I don't know, like he's if that like makes a, sense. I think he's just like a cartoon depiction of a Canadian. And then Donald Trump is like, <laughs> from the Canadian perspective, like Donald Trump is like the cartoon depiction of like a loud, obnoxious American. I think they're just oh, made, yeah. they're just made for each other, to be honest. Like they're just they're just perfect for each other. <laughs> yeah. And, I I thought overall the G7 was kind of a bad look for Trump. I didn't like how it turned out. But the left, it's hard to come down too hard on Trump because the left is so stupid. Like all they have to do is not be stupid, and they can't do it. So they took a photo where it appeared that Angela Merkel, the chancellor of Germany, was like scolding Trump. Obviously, that would, did not happen. They just showed the screen grab from like literally two seconds later, and they're all laughing and stuff. But and then the left is attacking Trump with this photo, basically saying, oh, yeah, we hate Trump. We're siding with Germany. And it's like, yeah, that's totally going to like, you know, take support away from Trump saying, yeah, we side with Germany over the United States like. Does the left understand what they sound like when they when they say these things? Yeah, I mean, I saw that picture too. I didn't really get it. Um, By the way, I believe you're about. It just to be seemed arre- like a meme I think you're to about me. to be arrested right now. Is that? Are, are they coming for you? Oh, you hear that? I'm sorry about that. No, no, that. it's fine. No, I, it's live, fine. <laughs> I live in I live right, right off Dupont Circle. This past weekend was insane because it was Pride Week, which is fun if you're in the Pride Parade. But it's not fun if you live right off DuPont Circle because it's crazy. Like, it's just, it gets so loud. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, yeah, about the, the Merkel photo, it, it seemed like a meme to me. It seemed like a meme, just like, it, it didn't, I actually didn't read any, like, pieces about it. It didn't seem like a lot were going around. It, you know, it just seemed like a meme that people were throwing around to, you know, joke to make fun of Trump. Just like we would... Just like, you know, people would create memes of Hillary Clinton or whatever. It didn't seem like a like a real thing. <laughs> right. Right. It was but just I don't funny. know. I was, just the reaction I from the left was it. the reaction from the left was just funny. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish by like saying how great the Chancellor of Germany is and it's like, all right guys, I mean, come on. Not a lot of Americans are like totally cool with Germany. You know, like Germany yeah. has a, a dubious record over the last hundred years or so, like siding with Merkel over the president of the United States. I don't think it's going to play well in, you know, West Virginia. But what do I know? Um, so Trump then took a plane to uh, took Air Force One all the way out to Singapore for his summit with Kim Jong Un. Um, obviously, it's happening tonight, Monday night. I believe it's starting around Ooh. like nine or 10 p.m. our time. Um so I don't want to. We don't need to try to predict too much. But what what do you 
what are you hoping to see from this summit? Like, what would be like a, what would, what do you need to see for you to call it a success? Oh, dude, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of expectations. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that the summit is even happening has been like, wow, it's happening because it, 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 I didn't even think that it would, um, because of like all the back and forth until now. But now, I mean, I don't, I don't even have any expectations. I feel like I would be surprised by any expectation. I think it's good, I guess, that they're having it. Um, I don't think that Trump is going to like cave in to foreign interests, which I think is why a lot of his base are, are like okay about it. I know a lot of people, you know, with, um, yeah, correct me if I'm, if I'm just totally being far-fetched. Um, I think a lot of people are criticizing Trump for not showing enough. I don't know, actually. I feel like I see all sorts of different, different criticisms, but I think this is in my mind, like a positive. I don't know what to expect, but I think to, I'm optimistic about it. Right. From yeah, what I so know. So am I. So am I. I mean, it's more progress. There isn't than... a lot that could go wrong from this. You know, like it's much, it's. Yeah, we're sorry, starting from. You... A... No, no, it's fine. Like we're starting from zero here. It's not like we have anything. Yeah. Like we're like, they're a gulag state with nuclear weapons that's cut off from the yeah. rest of the world. Like how can it get worse? Like, <laughs> like you can't really make it any worse. So I, I don't know. I mean, the the first talks yeah, exactly. between President Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev got nowhere. The first couple summits, you know, yeah. even their their summit in, in in Iceland, you know, they made modest progress at best. So I mean, it takes a long time. Like I'm not expecting them to just give up their nukes tonight, you know. But right. I, I think any kind of show of of good faith is a is progress. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have you know high expectations, but. I guess we'll just see what happens. And of course, the left is rooting for this to fail because they're awful people. <laughs> you're really, oh you're, yeah, you're I've literally seen stuff like it, that. It's too. disgusting. Like, who who is rooting against like, the president of the United States? Like, what's her name? Lauren Duca. Oh, I forgot what she said, but she said something like, "Yeah, I hope this fails so that." Um, or Chelsea Handler said something similar, like, "I hope this fails so that everyone can see what a what a." Uh, nutcase Trump is and it's like dude these are like this is like the leader of North Korea they they you know they like torture their own people they're they're it it's one thing to root against your own president but it's another to like I mean you know we can root against our president because this is a free country we should be able to do that but it's like it's just it doesn't make sense that you're rooting for like a, a dictator of a country that like tortures his own people yeah, and just, if, just, just to be right. <laughs> right. And like, if you're rooting against American interests in the summit, you're also rooting against the North Korean people, you know, they're being held yeah. hostage and they have no food. I mean, they're starving to death. I mean, they, they have absolutely no economy. I mean, the best thing for, for those poor people that are basically living in slavery to the state over there is that at some point they give up their nukes 
and we do ease the sanctions and bring their economy into like the global community so that these people can actually have, you know, food and money and electricity and stuff like that. Like that that is like the end goal as well, not just denuclearization. So I really don't see how you can morally root against the summit being a success. But then again, you know, the last topic before I let you go, uh, Bill Maher said on his show on HBO last week that he's hoping for a recession because that would hurt President Trump. He's hoping that we go through another recession so that people will blame Trump and vote him out of office. The people that suffer during recession are the poor. <laughs> the poor and That'll the middle really class. That'll really show them. Yeah, like... The That'll rich... really show them. Right, right. I mean, Bill Maher, not, he's not affected by a recession, but the poor and the middle class are. So you're literally rooting against the country because you don't like Trump. Like, the, do these people realize what they sound like to everyone outside of New York and Los Angeles? Yeah, they sound incredibly out of touch. Um, and no wonder people hate it. Like, It's incredible. It's always, it's always like that. It's always the poor people that are affected first with socialist policies always always poor people who are affected first businesses always the smallest businesses affected first it's always like that whole idea and apparently those people are expendable those jobs are expendable to bill maher as long as we get trump out of office it's just really incredible no wonder yeah nobody no wonder everybody hates the media these people uh so out of touch it's disgusting so anything yeah. else on your mind that's before why, I let you go? That's why that's why we're here to save them. Exactly. Because we're we're not the me- we're not the media, we're the new media. We're going to tell them what we actually think and we're not we're not sitting on high chairs. We're sitting in our low chairs. Very <laughs> very, very low chairs. <laughs> and we're also not rich. So if there's a recession, that really sucks for us. But I don't, right, we'll I be don't, talking about it. We will. We'll be crying about it. Actually, I'd be yeah. very, very upset. I just bought a house, so that would, please let's let's you know, hopefully Bill oh, Maher does God. not. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so hopefully Bill Maher does not get his way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so before I let you go, anything else on your mind? Anything else you want to get off your chest? Um, you know what? Um, I just saw I just saw a CNN tweet just before this, Andrew Gar. Field was like applauded for saying, you know, whatever. This is so dumb. I don't even know why we're even talking about this. We shouldn't be talking about this, but because no, I like I, talking first, about dumb First things. explain who that is because I have no idea who that is. All right. So Hollywood actor goes on stage, gets a, a standing ovation for saying that, you know, let them all have their cakes or something. Like, let's bake a cake for everybody. And this was his reaction to the case of Jack Phillips, a uh, cake baker from, where's he from, like Ohio or Colorado? Colorado. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, Colorado. Okay. Uh, um, that was, <laughs> all right. So, so, so Jack Phillips is case one, right? Because obviously you shouldn't be forced to bake a cake for anybody, um, no matter who they are. If they're uh, a gay person and you're a religious person, you're not allowed to bake a cake with two with two same-sex individuals on it you shouldn't ha- be forced to do that the same with if you are i don't know if you are offended by like whatever if, if you're a gay person a gay baker you should and you're 
suspended by a cross. You shouldn't be forced to bake a, co- a cross on a cake. You shouldn't, you, you know, like you shouldn't be forced to do anything. Right. And, and it's not just religious freedom. It's just freedom in general. This is the country that we live in. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. If, I just if, want a black guy, if a black guy owns a bakery and some pecker road comes in with a swatska tattooed on his neck, you should be able to tell him to kick rocks. They have to bake a right. Nazi cake. <laughs> it goes both yeah. ways here. Right. I'm not going to bake your Nazi cake. I'm not going to be forced to bake your cake in the name of tolerance. This is still my cake shop and I'm still allowed to bake whatever I, I want to bake. I mean, you're, um, a, you're, a, so, you're a bigot, so that makes sense. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, let everybody have a cake. Like no one's forcing you to not have a cake. Um, and that's the whole thing with Hollywood and, and virtue signaling. And it's just, this stuff just bothers me so much, which is why I felt like just mentioning it. It, 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 it bothers me so much. It, it, I know it bothers you. It bothers a lot of people um, when it's just in the name of, of tolerance and, uh, um, you know, equal rights for all, because this isn't, it's, it's obviously not like this. Um, it's just, it's just a, a cool trendy campaign that's wording things in a way that that makes it seem far from reality and which, um, which award show was this at which which award show was oh, last night it was a tony award tony sorry awards. i'm talking in yeah it was a tony awards no i just which, couldn't remember which one i i don't watch award shows like i i'm a i'm a professional musician i don't, I don't, I don't think difference. i've even watched the Grammys since i was like in high school I won it. Yeah, my band, we won a radio performance award from our publishing company, and they put on their own hi. award show. And I, we didn't even go to that. <laughs> I didn't even go to an award show where I was being honored Dude. with an award. That's how much I don't like awards. Actually, I'll go to your right. award. I'm kind of lying about that. I had, a, I had a scheduling conflict. We were on tour in the other side of the country, so that's why. But you know what? Next still. time you have an award <laughs> show, I'll go to the. I'll go to your award show, and I'll take your award. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. I'd be like, hi, I'm my, you know, this is me. I won this award. Thank you. <laughs> only, only if you get super drunk and just give like a completely embarrassing speech. Oh yeah. I, I, okay. I'd be totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that. Won't even be under my name. Deal. It would only reflect poorly on me. So that's fine. <laughs> but like do people so the tony awards do people watch this because robert de niro get, got up and did his thing saying fuck trump over and over and stuff like that do people watch these award shows like i can't imagine their ratings are, are very good or people take these events here I, I feel like even democrats like just people in the middle of the country understand that these award shows are just stupid leftist propaganda at this point i can't imagine people are taking these celebrities seriously um, yeah, I know. I mean, a lot of, you know, I know a lot of my followers are, um, a lot of my followers are like left, you know, left of the political spectrum. And I know a lot of them even, you know, don't watch these shows anyways. They'll always comment on like, people are just annoyed in general, all, you know, just ordinary Americans in general. Um, the sense that I get is that they feel like Hollywood is has really gotten out of touch. It's just, it's not even the whole, they don't even represent the left. They're like, they represent a niche community within the left. Right. Um, that is just very out of touch. Right. I totally agree. So before I let you go, where can everybody find you online, follow you on Twitter? Where can everybody read your blog and all that good stuff? Pardes. My name is Pardes Sella. Uh, you can find me on Twitter 
P-A-R-D-E-S-S-E-L-E-H. Um, my blog is my first and last name.com. And, and it's, the link is in my Twitter bio. And yeah, Facebook, Instagram, do all that. Do it. Everybody file a part of She's awesome. Check out her website. And uh, we will definitely have you back soon. Thank you. Absolutely. And we will be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.